Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel fool me can't get fooled again mr sanders yes give me a dream Make you bald. Um, let's see. All right. Marcus Parks. Okay, here we go. Are we ready to go? Yeah. Oh, excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? I don't know anymore, Marcus. <laughs> What's that smell of smoldering fire? The whole world's burning down. That's exciting. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, with Marcus Parks. Oh. No guest today. Get him out of here. Oh, Oh, fine. <laughs> we prefer to mourn in peace alone mm. by ourselves. This is nice. This is fun. So Bernie Sanders, we had Super Tuesday yesterday. So Bernie Sanders, uh, 0 for 5. Did not did not get one win whatsoever. He was close in Missouri. Those polls he lost by 0.3%. But other than that, uh, other than that, Hillary Clinton, uh, she crushed him. And it was devastating. It was sad. But her people are very happy. I think they had a big wake-up call in Michigan when they were up, uh, supposedly up by uh, 20 points. They lost by 14 points. The Clinton campaign uh, told all of their supporters, it's, the, it's not done yet. And they all went out and they supported her, and you could tell. Yeah, it was a do-or-die situation for the Clinton campaign. But one thing that I have been reading up on is that, of course, like Bernie Sanders, it's not impossible mm-hmm. not not completely impossible because the democratic primaries yet another dirty trick by Deborah Washman Schultz mm. is that they were stacked in Hillary's favor where up until March 15th it would all be states that Hillary was most likely to win strong sure. Clinton strongholds but now that we're getting further into it now that we're about halfway through mm-hmm. uh the Bernie states are coming up but the way it stacked is that they mm. wanted to discourage Bernie Sanders supporters. They're sad. The Bernie supporters are gone. They're devastated. That's the problem. All these little body punches that they're putting in uh, to the body of the Bernie campaign, they're taking a toll. And the one thing about having youthful support, the youth, they get hurt. Discouraged. They get discouraged and they get hurt. Yeah. And then they're not going to care when he's in the States that he could actually win. Either way, I don't believe that Bernie has much of a chance anymore which is very sad, but you think there's still hope, Marcus. I mean, there's so for a- the Bernie supporters, 
have some hope because Marcus believes he has a chance and he's wearing a shirt with Otis Tool on it. It's pronounced Otis. Otis Tool, a serial killer. <laughs> I th- I really I think there is however small of a chance if you really are a fervent Bernie supporter then I I don't think that it is necessarily time to give up. And even if he doesn't get it, even if there is just a strong showing, I think it'll be worth it. I don't think yeah. that all of the time that Bernie supporters have spent on the campaign, I do not think it's wasted. I think there've been a lot of people inspired by this campaign in one way or another, mm-hmm. young people that have been inspired by this campaign. And I think the uh, what happened here, uh, even especially something like Michigan, that really heartened a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that we're going to see the ripples of this campaign. I think we're going to see them flowing for years to come. And ripples are my favorite kind of chips. I love a good rippled chip. <laughs> ruffled. You're thinking of ruffled. Am I thinking ruffled? You're thinking ruffled. Mm, they got to put a ripple in them. <laughs> What's the difference between a ripple and a ruffle? Uh, ruffles are vertical, I guess, and then it's more of a circular thing. No, ripples are liquid. Ruffles are solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Well, Bernie is proving that middle class white Jewish guys can still make it. That's very nice. The numbers were Florida in Florida for uh, Hillary Clinton. She got 65%. Bernie got 33%. I actually thought he should have flaunted the Jewish thing more. You think so? Why not? He's, he is Florida. <laughs> he looks like everybody in Florida. How the hell did Bernie go and lose so bad in a state that is the mirror of him? <laughs> They're just grumpy Jewish people. How didn't Bernie get them? I don't know. She did very well. She got 70% of Hispanics, 70% of people over the age of 60. He did well with the youth, but they're not showing up anymore. So the voting blocks for Hillary... They don't go anywhere because they have nothing to do, and they have these primary dates circled on their calendar for four years, and they're just thrilled to be able to use their um, to be able to use their get around machine. <laughs> what do you call those <laughs> rascals? Things? A rascal. <laughs> they get to get out of the house and go vote. In Ohio, Sanders got forty three percent. Clinton got fifty seven. I thought Ohio was going to do better for Bernie. Yeah. There's a lot of co- uh, colleges around. Younger people are about. Of course, um, it's a relatively uh, moderate state, even by Republican standards. If John Kasich continues on in the race with the Republicans, which he will, because he won Iowa, or I mean, because he won Ohio, uh, he's labeled a, a Democrat by Ted Cruz. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the Ted Cruz conservative wing of the party john Kasich is liberal which just shows how far to the right they've gone but uh, it is a very left of center state ohio so i thought bernie should have done better there but again i think we had a reverse situation of what happened in michigan bernie supporters felt confident hillary supporters got nervous and when you're nervous you go out to the polls North Carolina, I didn't think that Bernie had a chance here. Again, the minority vote is just massive. The Clinton campaign, the coalition they created in the early 90s hasn't gone anywhere. The minority communities are actually bigger than they have been. Obviously, there's more Hispanics in the country than ever before. The black community continues to grow, but their voting and their, and their voting ideology doesn't seem to change. I mean, there's a little bit of a shift between older blacks and younger blacks, but even so, they all tend to fall in line at the end of the day. Certainly for the Democrat. Yeah. So he loses North Carolina, 55%, 41%. Illinois, close, 51%, 49%. And Missouri, very close, 49.6% to 49.4%. So he's close. That's the sad thing with all of this. Bernie is like right there. 
He's just not able to get over the threshold, and I think it's because he hasn't had 25 years of creating a coalition, like I said, and uh, and having the grassroots or having the uh, just the infrastructure to pull off these smaller states. And I don't think that America was ready for a guy like Bernie Sanders up until very recently, up until millennial voters started coming, because millennial voters, uh, they are going to church in much less numbers than— No, they're all we- Satanists. <laughs> They're all, they all worship the devil. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Nothing. You can You're worship. You're one of your best friends is an avowed Satanist. That's fine with me. I believe everyone should be allowed to make all their own decisions. <laughs> no, that's really wonderful. There's a lot of tenets of Satanism that you could actually tie to conservatism, self-reliance, independence, not relying on anybody for anything, being your own God. My friends are all conservative. <laughs> Technically, Satanism is more Republican than Christianity. I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it again. Henry Zabrowski, I'm calling you out. Watch his special on Netflix, The Characters. He's a conservative Satanist. Even the sexual acts of Satanists are conservative. Bunch of blood. Disgusting. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's. I, I think Bernie Sanders, it, it wasn't until very recently that a candidate like him uh, was really able to make any sort of a difference. But I think there's just too many people. Like, that's just what we've been saying forever. You know, and we said it for, before about the Republicans, and now we're going to say it about the Democrats. Baby boomers die already. Die, baby boomers. <laughs> die. Get out of here. Get you're out of like, here. You fucked up the country worse <laughs> than you possibly. No, worse there's been anyone ever possibly it was could have the greatest generation they fought world war ii and then they had a bunch of kids and all those kids did was fuck <laughs> they were just we're the baby boomers what are yeah. you doing yeah. you don't get a job you hippies they did get a job and that's how they fucked everything up yeah, they got terrible. a job they're self-obsessed they did nothing but put forth policies that benefited themselves without any sort of thought whatsoever for the future mm. and now that their policies are co- really coming in and now that millennials are really starting to feel the pinch of these policies uh they're starting to pay attention to candidates like bernie sanders but there's still way too many people that are voting for establishment uh, yeah. politicians like Hillary Clinton, a baby mm. boomer who, by the way, worked for Barry Goldwater. We all know that. A Goldwater girl. I mean, Well, she's- Barry Goldwater gave a hell of a speech. Great speech. <laughs> nice guy. Good guy. Not scary at all. <laughs> Didn't look like he had cold, clammy hands. The man was deceased for 30 years before he died. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Yeah, baby boomers. They really didn't do much for the country. They literally no. just refused to use condoms. <laughs> Sad bunch. All right, let's move on to the Republicans. Holy hell, what a day for Donald Trump. I watched his um, his victory speech, and man, I got to say, he wins. <laughs> he wins. At the end of his speech, he ended it, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. Good night. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That was so prophetic. It was powerful. We're going to win. He's just repeating the same thing over win. and over again. Win. Yes. <laughs> it was an interesting night for him. He definitely made a bold statement for those that don't remember. What was it? Michelle Fields. She was a reporter for Breitbart. Breitbart, one of the last institutions that supported Donald Trump. She was manhandled by Donald Trump's chief of staff, this guy, Corey Lewandowski. Uh, Lewandowski. Something real weird like that. Uh, Lewandowski. Okay, yeah. Lewandowski's been in politics. Politics for quite, uh, he's been around for quite a while. He was a uh, he's a very conservative guy. He's pretty much considered a political lightweight until Donald tapped him here uh, to be his uh, to be the chief of staff for him. And um, I believe he's chief of staff. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so what happened was this reporter went to Michelle. Michelle went to ask uh, Donald Trump a question. Uh, Corey didn't like the question or the tone of it. He grabbed her arm, bruised her up really good. She took a picture, but of course it wasn't on video, so it didn't really happen, yeah. according to the Donald Trump campaign, which is a scary time we live in now. It's almost, um, you know, the inverse of what we had previously. It's If it's not on video, it doesn't exist, you know? So no one really believes this woman. It would make no sense for her to make it up because all she's doing is uh, she su- her her company supports Donald Trump and why would she want to go and make herself into some victim? Conservatives aren't particularly sensitive to women who pretend to be victimized and of course she ended up stepping down from Breitbart. There's a small mutiny inside of the um, inside of that institution because some people are trying to part ways with their love of Donald Trump. Anyway, Corey is on stage with Donald Trump as he's giving his victory speech, which was a bold message from the Trump campaign that they're not shaking up anything. They have full sub- It's like a mafia. It is a mafia gang of people, and that's what the Trump campaign has been doing ever since day one. No matter what happens, we're in it together. It doesn't <laughs> matter. We're here together. We're family. You know, it doesn't matter who you beat up or anything like that. You know, Donald Trump talking about how he might pay the legal bills for the piece of shit who punched the dude uh, who is leaving his event. Elbowed him you know, right in the face. Elbowed him. Sucker punched him. I mean, that was one of the most but blatant sucker punches I've ever seen. The guy was 78 years old, though, so <laughs> let's give him some credit. Not the person who was punched, the puncher. That's how empowered these people feel at a Donald Trump rally. In no way would that guy do something like that to what, about a 25-year-old black dude? Oh, yeah. Uh, no way would he do that out in the streets. He would go to the other side of the uh, of the sidewalk and slowly mutter the n-word under his breath (laughs) but because he was at the trump rally he felt so empowered that he got his 78 year old rickety bones worked up (laughs) oh and they get and they get so worked up they get so oh my god you uh, don't mess with a 78 year old their bones are all calloused and (laughs) disgusting i mean what uh, the the thing about trump supporters and ultimately trump himself is that they don't know the difference between techno shit and thin-skinned Right, is right. That, that's what they think. That what Trump? Well, support- he's seventy-eight. The thin gets skin. The, 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 the skin does get thin. My friend used to work at a. Um, well, I think he still does. He works at a um, one of these um, places where they send old people that don't have families that love them. Uh, nursing homes. Nursing homes. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> he was telling me a story about how this one woman stood up. She snagged her skin on a piece of uh, a, a piece of medical equipment. Kept on walking in the skin, like when you walk, like when you walk out of the bathroom with toilet paper on your shoe, just kind of peeled off behind oh. her. Anyway, so congratulations to the seventy-eight-year-old guy. I'm happy he still yeah. has it, and he thinks that he's taking no shit. And it's right. and these protesters that are that are coming in, it's not that big of a deal. Don't even get me started, Marcus. <laughs> we talked before the show. Yeah, I'm against the protesters. I'm saying it right now. Why? Because they know what they're up to. They're having a hell of a time. If you're a protester. I mean, going to a Donald Trump—that that's the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's of course great, they're, they're, they're having a wonderful time. Of course, that's the point. They're going to the rally to prove that this is a violent atmosphere. That this man well, is actually—I uh, mean, he's engendering a a culture of violence against anybody who disagrees with them. And that they don't have to go to the event and cause a a massive ruckus. They know they're going to get booed. You're out missing of there. the point completely. No, I don't think so. You are absolutely missing the point. Is that they're, they're going missing. to prove a point, and the point. 
point yeah. is being proven, and it's terrifying. The point What's that the- they are proving is terrifying. What, that they can shout down a person with a microphone? They're just heckling Donald Trump. And so they deserve to get beaten up for that? They very rarely get beaten up. They deserve to be, at the very least, physically manhandled. I mean, there are multiple instances of people being physically uh, detained, people being physically manhandled, people being punched, actual fights breaking out. Yeah. Like, this is not good for American politics. Well, it's, it's old school stuff. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today um no i mean it is not good but i don't i also don't uh, have the most amount of sympathy for the protesters they know what they're doing they know why they're going there and it is by definition to disrupt and to protest and for every action there's a reaction they know they're going to get that reaction if they uh commit certain actions at a donald trump campaign or at a at a, at a rally I mean, I give them credit for going into enemy territory, much like a, a professional sports or a sports fan goes in to watch their favorite professional team uh, in an away game. Oftentimes in Philadelphia, they'll vomit on you, uh, which is what happened at the Philadelphia Eagles games. I mean, people talk about these Donald Trump rallies if, as if they're the worst uh, thing that's ever happened. Go watch the Philadelphia Flyers play or the Philadelphia Eagles or the Philadelphia 76ers or hell, I mean, anything in Philadelphia this is a true story. There was an Eagles fan sitting behind somebody who was, I believe, a Steelers fan or something like that, and uh, he vomited on the guy's daughter. Yeah. He put his fingers down his throat and puked on the guy's daughter. Turns out that guy was a, uh, a retired or off-duty police officer, and they beat the living shit out of the person who vomited. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless. And you are comparing that to a Donald rally Trump for rally. the presumptive nominee for the, I am com- the major American yes. I am, political party. I am comparing Donald Trump supporters <laughs> to Philadelphia fans in their fervent support of their candidate. People who throw batteries at Santa Claus. Well, no, they threw snowballs. <laughs> it was snowballs at Santa Claus. It wasn't bad. They threw batteries at somebody else. But to be fair, it was a shit Santa Claus. It was like a skinny Santa Claus. It was a total loser Santa Claus. People were very upset about it. But no, I'm just saying, you know, the onus is always on the, the, we do have this culture where the protester is always right. The protester knows what they're getting into. I agree with you. He has created a, um, a culture that allows hostility and violence towards people who oppose their political ideology, which by the way, no one knows what his political ideology is. And I would be hard pressed to ask a Donald Trump supporter what their political ideology is. Make America great again, which is not an ideology. <laughs> At no point was that, you know, yeah. what a, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it, it is all vague sentences and statements that make you feel good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you know how many times he said, I think it's maybe three or four times that he said during rallies, oh, you remember the good old days when we would have punched him out? 
But no, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the good old days. That's that's the good old days to him, where you could <laughs> beat people mercilessly for disagreeing with you. That's I mean, what he, he wants lived, to return to. He's just he's talking about the good old days via John Wayne movies. I mean, he never had any controversy in his life when when it comes to a, uh, a, a physical sense. You know, Donald Trump spends most of his time in uh, in in the courtroom with his lawyers doing. Lawyer things. <laughs> I don't know what they do in there. Some, all right, let's go through the GOP results because, good Lord, what a crazy night. Missouri went to Donald Trump 41%. Cruz also got 41%, but I believe that Trump uh, still got the victory. Uh, Trump won Illinois 39% to 31%. Trump won in North Carolina 40 to 37%. Florida, which mm. is the biggest one, 99 delegates, winner take all, a huge, huge win. Donald Trump won 46% to 27%. Marco Rubio. Whoa. Good God. Just got to go home. He did. You just, but yeah, I mean, no, he, I know he did, but he's got to, like, I didn't oh, find now, him now he has to return to the state that betrayed him? I mean, he betrayed <laughs> them. He betrayed them. He was, a, he was a terrible, you know, I firmly believe if you are currently sitting and holding office in this country, you should not be allowed to run for the presidency. Look at Governor Christie. What a it is a it's a lie. If you vote for somebody, you vote for them to be governor. People voted for um for Rubio to be a senator and then he spends 2 years on the campaign trail missing almost every single vote. Ted Cruz is doing the exact same thing. When you vote when we vote for these people, we're not voting for them as like, "Oh, this is the stepping stone to the presidency. Be a senator." Yeah. Do your job and then after you do your job, we'll see if you did a good enough job to possibly get a promotion. They just want it, it's just like Going into a job and just be like day three, and then just like going up to your manager and be like, "I'm you now. I'm the manager now." <laughs> yeah, I just made the decision. Why not? You know, it's it's ridiculous. I agree completely with that. I mean, you know, these these sitting governors are just completely failing their states. Kasich is still he has enough support amongst his people, but Chris Christie is now at twenty seven percent. His political career is over. Absolutely. Aligning over. himself with Donald Trump was one of the strangest things he could have possibly done. Yeah, especially going to a Trump rally instead of going to the rally for a dead state trooper. The funeral, well, wasn't it the funeral it, for a dead state trooper? Or yeah, yeah, funeral, excuse me. It yeah, the, the funeral for funeral for a dead state trooper. That's he chose to go to a Trump rally instead mm. of that. And both the Daily News and the New York Post, which quite a few New Jersey Jersey residents read plastered it all over the front page yesterday. Oh, it's unbelievable. What does a cop have to do to get a goddamn governor's attention? <laughs> this guy got shot on the job for Christ's sake, and Christie can't even show his fat ass up at his funeral. It's terrible. And John Kasich really did great in Ohio 47%. Trump got 36%. So now Kasich is going to be able to continue on and I suppose just try to take as many delegates away from Donald Trump. Although I can see a total path for him getting 1237. But even if he doesn't get 1237, Marcus, you said you have some information. He could win enough states to come close. And uh, at that point, I, I, I just don't understand how they could take it away from him. Well, these numbers are from The Hill. Uh, and what they say that about 60% of the delegates have been awarded and Trump has won about 47% of them. And if he continues mm -hmm. to win at the same clip, he'd fall more than 100 delegates <laughs> short of the 1237, 
which, if that happens, contested convention will absolutely happen. So now, if there is a contested convention, there's this thing called the Ron Paul rule, which Mitt Romney put in place because they were concerned about the convention in 2012. And basically, it states that you have to win at least eight states in order to even get on the ballot if the bro- if the convention would be brokered. So it's very interesting. They might have to change that because at this point, Ted Cruz is the only one who's uh, uh, coming close to that. I think he's won believe he's won seven I think he's won seven states um so even if it would go to a brokered convention at this point it would only be donald trump and ted cruz on the ballot so if you're the establishment take a gun and shoot your cock off <laughs> i mean how awful if you're the establishment and now you have to look at ted cruz it's like okay the savior the savior of the republican party oh. the troll man himself uh, the the booger eater the or, po- or possibly tonsil stone. Oh, good yeah. God. Whatever that weird white ball was on Ted Cruz's lip. I mean, that that should be in, a, in an attack ad. If he ends oh, up getting, well, getting the just, nomination. That's just his face. Just, <laughs> that's just his body. Just him sticking his little lizard tongue out yeah. and licking up that little white ball of styrofoam or whatever it was mm-hmm. and just still going because that right. says something about that says something about a person when you it got does. something on your lip so <laughs> how do you yeah. handle it yeah, how do you handle it do you yeah. just go and wipe it off or do you, do you put it, it in your <laughs> or uh, do you eat it it's digestible <laughs> i'm pretty sure this random foreign object on my lip is completely digestible i will swallow <laughs> character test it's very interesting <laughs> So that's where we're at after Super Tuesday. Just really quickly here. I mean, a lot of people have been talking now. A lot of the powers uh, that be in the country, specifically in politics, are talking about the the, uh, the tenor of the campaigns. And uh, Barack Obama came out and said, it's a stain on the American brand. I think his drone war is much worse. Um, and Laura Bush came out and said, we're going through a xenophobic time in this country. But, of course, she can just constantly never speak because her husband, when president, blew up half of the Middle East and is the reason we're in the majority of foreign policy disasters that we're currently in. And Hillary Clinton talking about in a general election, if she ran against Donald Trump, she has a bunch of world leaders who are going to come out in support of her, which I believe is actually going to be playing into the Trump narrative, which keep in mind, the Republican Party is only 28 percent of the general electorate. He's getting roughly half of that. But those people are firmly on board with the notion of an NWO, a new world order, with the loss of American identity, with the loss of American exceptionalism. So you have someone like Hillary Clinton talking about how she's getting endorsements by foreign leaders. I think that's a negative for her. No one cares about it. In America, like American exceptionalism, you hit it right on the head with that one. I mean, American exceptionalism, uh, we love to think that we are the world. Americans right. love to believe that we are the world. And you know, and sometimes And these, Michael Jackson told us that we were. <laughs> and sometimes those things are confirmed by us. You know, when you sure. look overseas, you see McDonald's, you see Burger King, you know, the rest of the world, they they consume our movies, our television, our media. We export culture. Yeah, we export culture. That's our number one export. So when Americans look around the world, we see ourselves reflected back at us. Uh, and I think that's a very powerful tool for America, right. uh, but ultimately it is very bad for us. It is going to be interesting to see because now you can see Hillary already kind of shifted a little bit more to the general election when she was talking last night uh, discussing Donald Trump. And uh, he can hit her on certain things 
from the left and from the right because, for example, he was against TPP. He's uh, spoken out against NAFTA. You know, the jobs we lost a million jobs in the middle in uh, in the middle of this country with, with NAFTA. TPP is going to do the exact same thing now. Hillary is, of course, against it, mm-hmm. and it's about to be. But, it's about to go into effect. TPP, it's over. For those that don't remember what happened with TPP, that happened. They tried to pass it initially, and there was massive public backlash. So uh, the the powers that be uh, voted against against it we got to win the the people got to win and then the supreme court passed gay marriage and barack obama that night of celebration when the white house was covered uh in the colors of the rainbow that night secretly they passed tpp through as the majority of the country were celebrating because gays could finally uh have the right to get married and have terrible lives (laughs) so it's very interesting so um her strategy that she used against bernie as well, you know, getting all the senator support, all the um, all the establishment support, which I do not think resonated very well. I think that I think that helped Bernie Sanders, you know, solidify his role as an outsider who wants to change the culture of Washington, as opposed to Hillary, who was just like, they love me. Look how much they love me. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to be doing the exact same thing, bragging about how he's self-financed, how he's not bought and sold, and if world leaders start to support Hillary Clinton in a domestic general election i think it's going to play into the narrative that people already have that uh, america is no longer an independent nation in control of its own destiny and uh, the support for the democrats has been very low voter turnout's been very low for the republicans it's been huge so just to terrify you all I believe Donald Trump would beat Hillary Clinton in a general election no i think it's possible i think it's possible but i don't think it's going to happen I think by the support for and certain Republican donors are going to start giving to Hillary. I mean, where does it go? Like, you know, so does that do those Bernie supporters? Do do they decide to go over uh, to to Trump? You know, I mean, it's it's very interesting. I've got a possible path to victory for Hillary Clinton that I think would work out well. Running mate, John Kasich. Oh, my goodness. That would be that's crazier than McCain Lieberman. (laughs) I'm serious here. John Kasich is, uh, he's a, I mean, for today's Republican Party, as you said, he's a moderate Republican. Of course, everybody, like all of these establishment Republicans, hate him so, hate Donald Trump so much, and like John Kasich. John Kasich is a reasonable human being. If you put a moderate Republican on the ticket with the Democratic Party, it signifies some sort of unification. It signifies bringing Washington back together to try to heal the divide that we've had for the last eight years. And it brings over all of those Republicans that are so terrified and dissatisfied with Donald Trump. Oh, could be. Could be. Yep. Or Marco Rubio. Either one. Because I don't think Marco Rubio is going to endorse Cruz or Trump. Well, it was interesting. Marco, when he gave his uh, when he gave his, uh, I'm dropping out because I failed speech. Spent a lot of money. <laughs> By the way, almost the, the, Hillary Clinton will be spending one billion dollars on her campaign. The de- the Republicans will be spending roughly a billion dollars. I mean, it's just uh, absurd the amount of money that is thrown into these. There was five hundred million dollars in negative campaign ads in the week leading up to Florida against Donald Trump, and his numbers went up. It doesn't make any rational sense. I wish these idiots would stop wasting money. And just give it to give it to a charity. Yeah, stop. You just know, ignore Trump. Jeb Bush gave he he paid on average five thousand dollars per vote. Just give him five k. <laughs> Such <laughs> assholes. Give each voter five thousand dollars. Yes, you might as well. It would be not, much much better. Um, but anyway, all right. So that's where we're at right now. 
And uh, we'll come back next week and get you guys updated on some more stuff. And everything is going to be totally fine. <laughs> in no way is the country falling apart. Nah. In no possible way. We're in a dip, but we'll come back up again. Yeah. No, I, and I do think uh, Hillary is going to be the most conservative candidate running. And uh, she, I mean, she's just a Republican at the end of the day, isn't she? Yeah, she is. But, you know, she's better than the psychopaths. Yeah, she is better than a psychopath. <laughs> That's true. Well, but, you know, that's I mean, more Ted Cruz. I mean, Trump's a narcissist, but yeah. Yeah, but like, I feel like Trump and Putin could, oh, Putin would win in a push-up contest. <laughs> Never mind. Trump <laughs> could, is soft. No, they could have one hell of a racquetball competition. They could do racquetball. <laughs> that's a good point. It would be wild. Oh, my goodness. All right, everyone. So that's today's show. Thanks so much for listening to all the shows here on CCR. You can find Marcus Parks on Twitter at Marcus Parks. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Kissel. Let me know what you think. Go to the Facebook page, Abling It's Top At. It's very fun. Everyone's always yelling at each other, and then they're liking some stuff, and then there's a lot of memes, <laughs> which are a good time. Um, all right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. 